Hey everybody, Chris Lindsay here, and you're listening to Pitch List. We want to discover what makes creative people tick. Join us as we explore what it means to be a writer, and more importantly, what it means to be a person. Remember why you love music, and welcome to Pitch List. Hey everybody, it's Chris Lindsay and this is Pitch List. Our episode today is with one of my buddies, Shy Carter. Shy is one dynamic individual, a rare breed of writer who crosses easily from genre to genre. His writing credits include One Call Away with Charlie Puth, Rob Thomas's Someday, Country Cuts on Billy Currington, Sugarland two new cuts on Keith Urban's record, including one or two features where he sings. He's worked with Megan Trainer, Jason Derulo, Jennifer Lopez, and a lot more. In addition, Shy's working on a brand new record, and it is absolutely fabulous. Without any further ado, here's my talk with Shy Carter. Good morning. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. It's another episode of Pitch List. Mm. On location with the fabulous Shy Carter. Hey. How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. Praising the Lord. We are in Shy's uh, studio, uh, and I'm just kind of, I can't even believe it. You just played me some tracks that just knocked me out. <laughs> you got a tape machine in here. Praise God. How long? I haven't even, uh, it's been probably five years since I even, just the sound of it, man, when you turn it on, it goes, you know, and it yeah. goes, it is so cool. It's beautiful, isn't it? It is. Your tracks on that, uh, that you cut on that tape machine are flipping awesome, man. Thank you, brother, man. So, you know what? Um, we do a podcast about songwriting, and you're an artist also, um, so we'll talk about both. Sure. If, if that's cool. Sure. Um I'm going to give a little bit of your credits. You got, and really, one reason why I was so happy that you agreed to do this. I've done a lot of episodes of this podcast, but I think your your take on Nashville songwriting is unique. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and now I've I've known you how long? What five years? More than that. More man. than that. When you started coming here, and you came here a lot, right? in and out trips for for a quite a while before you moved here yeah well maybe it was not too much longer than five years i guess yeah um and then we started writing every now and then when you'd come into town and uh, good jams good jams and then now um you're living here just outside of town here and uh what i'm interested in for the people listening that are writers um You've got a unique perspective because you've written, you know, you've spent time in L.A. Mm-hmm. and that whole scene. Yeah. You're a track, you're a track guy. Too. You're sure. a MPC guy. Yeah, man. But, but you're also flipping a crazy good on Pro Tools because I've watched you do it. Mm. You're an amazing programmer. You spent time in New York. I'm pretty sure you've yeah. written overseas, too. Sure. Um, and what I'm interested in is your take on Nashville. Um I love Nashville. Is it, is it different, or is it pretty much the same wherever you no, go? No, it's different. Tell uh, me about it. I tell people that I, I I really think Nashville might be like the best songwriters in the world. You know, 
I, 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 I'm biased, but I, I hear that. Because, you know, uh, not only do they practice so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we ride every day. Every day. <laughs> you know, in the morning, like coming from, coming from Nelly calling me and meeting at the studio at 11 o'clock at night, you know. <laughs> that, just, yeah, that's the other thing. I would go down to Atlanta to write, and they wanted to go eat somewhere at 10 and start writing at midnight. <laughs> and I'd just be falling asleep at the car. I mean, just like, yeah. I used completely to do the different. same thing, man. It was right. never a morning sport in, 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 um, <laughs> in my eyes. But see, coming from that world, but I love it because what I do, I make these songs, I play you at like 5 in the morning. Because my kid wakes up at six, yeah, yeah, and I just try to. If my, I usually wake open my eyes before he gets up, and I just try to come in here and put some on his tape machine and yeah. just start snapping and going ham on it. And by like eight or nine, you know, I might have to go back in there for a minute or something. But by like eight or nine, I'll be done. Well, and so you go to bed early. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I do too. Well, I think you get better. Don't you think you get better work done first thing in the morning? It's just early? so fresh. My mind is yeah. so fresh and yeah. clear. Yeah. And then I'm done with my work. Then I can just enjoy my day right. and do whatever. So I, I appreciated that about Nashville because by going to the studio at 11, I'd be done at two or three sometimes. Yeah. And you know, get home, get home before, and it wouldn't even be rush hour around this month because it wasn't even that bad like that. No. Ten years no. ago and no, stuff. No, it you wasn't. Know? But uh, man, ride back and just have. Then you could do something in, in the evening or, or, or do right. another jam yeah. or something if you, you could. wanted to because, you know. I think but. it's a better setup, too, when you have kids. I think it's kind of designed around that. Uh, around that. You know, it's a very supportive town for families. Yeah. And that way everybody's wrapping up by four. No doubt. Or five. Everybody gets home, can have dinner with their family. So it's good for that. But it's also very blue collar in a, in, in, in a way that, hey, let me tell you all something. This is some real pimp stuff going on right in these jams. <laughs> it's not no blue-collar activity, baby. It's some superstar shit going on. So we need to be getting paid and doing our thing, man. We ain't getting shit with us. We can go work at uh, somewhere that got benefits <laughs> and pays insurance. That would be good. We have to, we have to buy our own benefits, don't we? So I don't, right. I don't know if I know anybody. I look at your, your track list, man. I mean, it just it just swings wide, it's, you know. You'll see some country riders, and uh, I've been on some songs that would go every now and then pop or definitely AC. You know, you'll see a little bit of that. You've got some crossover smashers. But, I mean, you come, I mean, yours like legitimate rap. I mean, it's yeah. all the way across. And then to even, I've always thought you have a little bit of a gospel side to you even. Sure. You know, I mean, I know yeah. you're you're a spiritual guy. Yeah, man. And so I don't know if I know, and this is just a compliment, uh, somebody who's able to to work across those genres, and you're having big hits in country music too. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Thank you, sir. The country music just like a nice soulful jam to me. You know. Yeah. I find a common thing in all of it. Um, it's like something that resonates with the soul. You really? Know? Yeah. In the, in the, in the hip hop, it's like you feel it. If I'm what I'm saying, you feel yeah, it. Yeah. And in the country music, I'm, you feel it. You know, it's yeah, you coming do. from a real place, and that's and that's it. So, man, I watched the Quincy Jones documentary the other day. He said that we'll die if we keep if we keep doing the same thing, like keep doing the same genre. Us as musicians and stuff. He was talking about being doing the same genre. Right. And I was like, man, this is this has been going on. 
you know, like it's it's just not necessary to stick in one genre. You know, it's like the norm. But I'm also like not the norm because I'm one of the I'm one of the earlier mixed children in America with a black right. dad and a white mom. Right. You know, so I I, I already I already you grew know up. that makes sense, shy. Yeah. I get that's right. I so you live in both, both of those, you live in both worlds. Yeah, and 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 authentically every day in both of those worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until I get pulled over, then I'm just black always. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about. I that wouldn't all the trade time. it either. I, I what I was going to say is it's a it's a steep price to pay for how it things is. still are in this country. It's shocking. It's very shocking. It's shocking that in 2018 you see that kind of racism in this country. Yeah. So um so you're still working on you're getting a lot of country activity right now, but you just played me some stuff that's uh some really great rap stuff. So you're you work all genres all the time. Just depends on who you're working with or how you feel in the yeah, morning. Sure. Anybody if somebody wants to call me, you know, I'm I'm very I'm I'm I would say I'm selective because I just I'm not even really probably that easy to get a hold of. <laughs> no, I no. And so and so when 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 somebody really wants me to do something, you know, I'll assess it, and you know, it's so much, it's so much flipping, 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 flipping nonsense going on, and this person, that person, that person, and everybody got a song coming out. But if it's not really dialed in in a certain direction to get some money, I can't be doing it right now. You know. Well, you got you got kids. Yeah, and you got to take just, care of your family. And the game changed so much to the point where we can't. That means we have to be in extremely selective on what we want, what we do. Because you're, you're absolutely right. Because yeah, I can help somebody, and God bless them. I've helped a lot of people, and it's 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 good to help people, you know. But you can you can help them get a hundred million plays on Spotify, man, and that does a lot for their career. Right, and you make twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, man. Yeah. So I'm like. Yeah. It, it's it's way off balance. It's that's, way off. That's balance. way off balance, yeah. right? So then yeah. we have to be like, okay, well, I could only do this and that, but then for me to feed my soul, that's what like what I'm doing, and that's why I set my tape machine up and everything, so I can get my stuff out with no latency and no plugins and no computers giving me uh, uh, electromagnetic rays and all that stuff way out yeah. here in the country, so that I could purely get my vision out, and then I'm just gonna deliver that to the people. You know, so they can at least feel because I'm I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted of doing the same rat race with these people, and it and and it, and it turning out silly all the time. Well, <laughs> yeah, and I hear you because I know you've had multiple um, big time record deals, and uh, I it feels like from talking to you that you've had some experiences that that were great and were not great. You know. Yeah, like I, trying to you being yourself, and I've heard you talk a lot about you know what the A and R people, what their vision for you, and it not being as as often as this happens, not really who you are. It's a hundred percent like that. Yeah, you're so talented. You got snapped up really quick. I think this is part of the, your story. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You got snapped up quick, but you weren't being put in a position or encouraged to foster what you do. You know, yeah, you know, exactly. I, t- I tell you the truth, Chris, that that I, the reason why I am how I am and what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is because what I really, truly was is what these people are sounding like and doing now. The mashup right, that right. The, the, the mashup that the whole world is is doing was is, is is what I was. And 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 it was something that they couldn't even wrap their mind around. Right. And they always told me and I sat here and watched all kind of superstars come out 
in all kind of different genres, yeah. man. That I was like, I was doing that. I was doing yep. that. I was doing that. I tried well, to tell him to do you that. You know when that kid Chance the Rapper came out? Yeah, Chance And he cold, seems man. like a really great kid. I Amazing. love I love and his people music. love him. They went crazy. And it's for so him. unique and yep. it's so great. But he it kind of reminded me of some stuff you were doing. And see, that's only because you know me personally. You yeah. know. And, yeah. and and people have been saying that kind of stuff and and, and blessings to him because he's outstanding and he would have he don't know me and would have never copied my music or no, nothing, no no you know? i didn't mean it like and that I, right so i'm just and, and i'm just i'm just saying but like uh uh i meant i meant the spiritual side of what he's including and how you kind of put that in your thing which what the the cool thing is is that it's a wave like right and it's like a I, I, it's god or it's the universe where it turns whatever it is it's like it's like i'm on that wave and if I don't do it, somebody else will do it because that's the wave. That's what's coming next. You know, uh, Prince used to say that. For real? Yeah, I heard that he, um, no, it was Michael Jackson had been staying up like all night long for three or four nights and people around him were worried about his health and he was not sleeping. You know, you get crazy when you don't sleep. Yeah. And uh, he ended up telling them that uh, that the universe or God was raining down songs and had been doing it all week and that if he didn't stay up and catch them, Prince was going to get them. <laughs> which, which sounds crazy, but it, it's not really crazy. He put it specifically down because he was at the But that's kind of what level, you were like, saying. That's what you're saying. It's like there are times when it's that's raining. That's the truth. Like it's, and it's, it's, my thing has been in, a, I've seen it in a whole decade of like me telling labels like, this is and me not even knowing me only being frustrated at what's happening but there's mm-hmm. as i as i step back and look i realized that it's like dang i was doing that before them and i was kept telling them this is what we need to be doing but i couldn't get no support around it right so now i realize i can never do that it's consistently going to be like that it's right. still like that right. so so i've been building up my own money my own studio yep. my own uh 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 arsenal of people you know publicist manager anything like that that i could find out here agents and stuff like that to where i could just function on my own and it's gonna be beautiful well it is because what's gonna happen is is you're gonna you're the captain of your ship now it's your vision you're putting these people around you you know i've watched people in this town and we know some of them that both Taylor Swift, when she started, she was doing something that people didn't really understand mm. to the point to where she left Sony Records and mm. started with Scott, who barely even had an office. Now, he had an incredible reputation with radio, and uh, everyone knew he was going to be successful. But mm. but it was just the two of them because she was the same way. She had that vision, and it didn't jive with people with what they thought she should do. Wow. Even Megan, in a way, when she made that first record with Kevin that you're on, mm-hmm. um, that was out of the box a little bit, but then I guess L.A. Reid was smart enough to hear LA it. L.A. is smart enough. L.A. wanted to sign me bad right before he signed Megan. We we almost did a deal for a long time, spent a long time mm-hmm. on the deal. And that's a guy who understands yeah. the stuff. But the truth is, is this business, baby, and the business is – even these bosses got bosses sometimes. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, they do. So Epic, Epic is 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 uh what? It's owned by what? Sony or something? Right? Yeah. Epic so is you owned know, by Sony. so shoot, if you if you run Epic, then shoot, your boss is whoever runs Sony. So it's like that's a different person, and that person doesn't understand it the same way. No. Nope. You know. So at the end of the day, 
if you got a vision and you understand it, if there's that many bosses that can be the boss over your vision, then it's like, man, they must be having to be they must be giving you something outstanding like to to put you on that boat, because otherwise you should stay in, in charge of your own vision. Yeah. You know, it's Yo, too I many people. Know. And those people and then those people switch chairs like musical chairs. Yeah. That's a big problem in the business for artists. What he's talking about just a little bit is or what you're talking about is, uh, you know, you'll have an A&R guy, you know, who's into you and then he signs you up. Right. Uh-huh. And you start well, working on the head your, of the company, even the head of the company. And you start working on your record, just almost done with it. And then all of a sudden he gets fired or moves to another record company. Here comes another guy in that chair. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't sign you. So he doesn't have any reason to make you work because the best that can happen is you blow up big time and it looks like the guy he replaced was a genius. 100%. So he has no incentive to have you work and actually has a lot of incentive to have you not work. 100%. And so, and this happens a lot with artists, you know, because there's a lot of musical chairs going on with the uh, executives and it can, I've seen, I've seen several incredible artists get trapped in that. And yeah. it, it really hurts them. Yeah, that's why it's like you know, I'm just I'm just here to say that you know, people we young we coming up we we give these people power over our lives because we think they believe in us, and we don't want to hear somebody who has something to say like this. Hey man, uh, it's it, it. I know it seems like it's good, right? But you know. It could go down like this, and it sound like you hating on it or something, right, you know? Right. But or if they said to you when you're working on your record, "I know all your songs. I'm your biggest fan. That one's not one of your better songs. This one over here, you know." Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes big stars get into it where the people around them, everything they, you know, they love everything they do, and no yeah. one's there to say, "Hey, this part or that, you know, this thing or that thing." Right. Especially with someone as talented as you. You know, you need the producer who just basically helps you think about what, you know, is this song fitting your vision or not? Mm-hmm. You know, because you, I mean, you're a triple threat writer, producer, and singer. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff you play for me this morning. I mean, what was that one sort of country soul track? You Hurry. Played? Hurry. Shy, that's such a hit, man. Thank you, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not even going to ask you to give me a copy of it. I'll give it to you, man. You, will you send it to me? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, man, he probably can't give me that, but I really want it. I want to play that for Amy. It's so flipping good. And you that's cut it in your God, studio you know, here. It sounds so organic. Well, you know what? It's so great about it, how you built those vocals up. Your backing vocals, man, push the arrangement. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. It swells like a transition, you know, like a, you know. Oh, there's a little bit. See how it sounds. Yeah. Shout out to Tommy Cecil and shout out to Brian Simpson. Since you left, making for another one, and another one, grabbing for the morning sun. Hey, your pretty ass back to me. 
Go get it, baby. I'ma put it out. That's why I'm playing it. That's a that's a fucking hit song, man. And it's got Thank a country you, thing. It's got a country thing to it. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like a lazy summer day, you know? Yeah, man, for it's, sure. That, that, fucking, that track is so good. Thank you, man. And I love the emotion, man. Thank you. You know, don't you think it's some of the hardest things to do is write a song that has that's just a simple, like, love thing? or ha- it, To me, writing songs that are happy is really hard. Man, I like to do all of them. Man. Yeah, I know. For me, because it seems so much more natural for me to try to write about things that are emotional. But yeah. this this thing, like, hurry, that's true. That's true. You're right. You know, emotional. That, yeah. But like something like this is deceptibly deceptibly hard to write. Mm. You know, because it's uh, you know, just telling that girl, come on, come on home. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about you. I'm having but some thoughts. I need you to come back right now. Mm. But it's the honest emotion that you yeah. really feel to do. Oh it yeah, I right? I felt it. I think that's all you got to do with the music, and I think that's yeah. what's missing in so much of the music, which makes it to, to, to the point where I'm like, watch this, man. When I put out mine, just enjoy this for the next this, this next de- decade at least. Yeah, because I'm about to just give you something to just make you feel great. Well, and we're <laughs> in a new world too with the streaming because. You know, like you were saying, they always wanted people to get in a box. You know what I mean? You're this kind mm-hmm. of artist, and these labels were right. doing that. Everybody, they were all because of radio, because radio plays, the station would play one kind of music. And so they are trying to get these artists in a box. But now with streaming, man, especially kids, they don't care about genre. I don't know if they even they recognize it. They don't even know what it is. They just like what they like. That's so and true. And it could man. my my teenage boys. It could be reggae. They like some rap, but they also love the Beatles, there and they go. love Queen. And they, yeah. you know. So I think we're also moving into a time where an artist like you is going to work. Where it's praise God. It's just the it's just the you know just something great, and it can bleed over into other styles and forms. <clears throat> yeah. That the record labels used to tell me you can't sing and rap. You got to pick one. See, and, that's another dumbass thing. Isn't right that there. crazy? I mean, like, and this was before Drake came out and all yeah. and all these people yeah. that like, but still, people have been doing it. Lauren Hill did it, and Missy was really doing it. I was yep. just listening to Missy stuff, and I was like, man, she was really singing a lot, you know. And so, even when stuff has really been done before, they still act like it ain't been done before. Well, again, sometimes they just. It seems like, and I don't want to be. Uh, just beating on the record industry but it seems like people often just want to do what's been done it's just a safe choice and it's like most rappers rap most singers sing but you know for me as a listener um i a lot of what i miss from a lot of rappers is there there's no vocals or they'll bring in a feature but you know, I, 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 now I, yeah, some know. of them are so good with words. If they're great with their words, you got, yeah, you got to respect yeah. that art. I do, though, right? I do, yeah. I do. There is some and of that. You know, because, there's really bad country music too. There's yeah, bad all there's kinds. bad everything. So because some, somebody, the leader of, of that, of that type of music and that, that type of hip hop starts to do that kind of music and they're great at it. Right, right. And they're authentic, and they have something to say. And then 35 million cats come behind them right. with the goofball stuff you're talking about Right, that clogs up the radio and everything because everybody just wants to hear the same thing over and over. So it's yeah. not even the yeah. original artist who did it. 
and made it righteous and that it was cool. Right. And the reason why people liked it was not just because it sounded like that, but but it, it sounded like that and it was authentic from where this person was coming from. Yeah, you know, a good example, I like Dr. <clears throat> Dre's stuff. Like by sampling, yeah. sampling stuff yeah. and turning it into hip-hop yeah. beats. Right, like, yeah. He perfected it. You know, whoever invented it or whatever, mm-hmm. he, Dre perfected it, man. He mastered it to the point where it was like, you know, he Quincy Jones did, you know. Yeah, he did. Now, what about Eminem? Do you like? Did, were you a fan of Eminem? Yeah, man. Me too. That stuff he did with Dre was just undeniable, it was wasn't undeniable. it? Undeniable. Everything Dre does, man. He he only goes to the best people, you know. And then Eminem went and got Fifty Cent, and Fifty's first album was was so crazy, man. Yeah, it was such a classic. But but Eminem is. You know, lyrically with all that rapping and the way he rides. He rides the beat and stuff, too. A lot of people don't even ride the beat no more, man, because they can't. Because the computer is making them late and all this stuff, and everybody right. got to have it. It's right. really wacky. Everybody got their laptops. And so it's wacky. They don't even know about some of this stuff about recording. But over here, Young Sheezy, I spent so much motherfreaking you to try to go and get big old things with, like, tape machines and SSL you, pieces, man. You're one of the best, and I've worked with some, some of the best people in this i mean you're amazing on pro tools i I don't know anybody who can fly through it and sing like that and like i i watched you one night when we were working on cadillacs in space you remember that yeah man and you i mean you did like 16 backing vocal tracks (laughs) in like uh like 20 minutes it was just like bam 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 and it was amazing damn right on man i ain't even touched the pro tools in a minute for like i i jump i dump it in off the tape machine but i was just dropping my whole thing on the tape your process here is you're cutting the 24 track and then when you're done do you drop to pro tools to mix or do you mix off the tape mix it off the tape i think you don't even turn my computer on man and that, I don't even turn it on. You're you're a purist. They I don't use, mind turning the computer on for a minute and dumping it into yeah. the Pro Tools, and then I, if I do want to chop something yeah. up or fix it, you know. The fact that you don't like electronics, you don't like gear, you don't like phones, it's actually made you record this way, yeah. which makes it incredible. Makes it so beautiful. And it makes it unique to you. Yes, sir. It really does. Praise God. Yes. So um, what's next for you? Tell us about what you're doing. I know we talked earlier, but... Let's get a little bit on tape. I got some I got some jams that I'm about to just mess the whole game up with. Okay? <laughs> so everybody be ready if you, you do. hear this. And it's all the way across the board. And it's not just music, it's clothes, it's jewelry, it's pimpish, pimpish type things. I'll give you a little bit of it and wear it. Y'all wait and see what Chris be wearing, man, in the next couple <laughs> of years. <laughs> so now here's a question for you. When I first met you, you wrote on ukulele. So you showed it was up. a mandolin. It was a mandolin, and I still got them all over the walls. It wasn't all ukulele? over the walls. Is that your preferred writing method? Yeah, because it's a different tuning, and that's the only thing I know how to play for real. Man. Oh, okay. I wrote. Uh, we wrote one call away sitting around the fire pit with one of them uh, with the tenor guitar, mm-hmm. which is like a four string. Yeah. Gibson. So from you have the, it tuned a certain 50s, way, man. Yeah. And I tune it like a um, uh, like a. Uh, it's this one. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's an old Gibson. Yeah. So I only need like a couple fingers, man. What is that? So he's got a, like a dark brown, maybe it's a mahogany stained Gibson. Looks like from the 40s and it's a four stringer. What are they? I don't even, I'm going to have to look that up. It's called a tenor guitar. Tenor. Yeah, I tune it like a mandolin. Wow. I'm only one call away. Hmm. I'll be there to save 
Fire pit, man. Oh, Shout out. that's amazing. Shout out to all y'all players, man. I yes. So um, when you write, so, I mean, do you do like the standard Nashville co-write where maybe Missy or somebody will hook you up with somebody and you show up to write and just like, hi, how you doing? Get your coffee and let's pitch around ideas. Missy has been setting me up a lot of sessions with people, but that's because um, she was kind enough to um, get people excited to write for, for me. Mm-hmm. But... I don't want to, uh, because I, I did it. I did it. Yeah. I did it, man. I did Nashville a lot of times. A lot of whole, lot, a lot, a lot of, man. Yeah, cold cold dates first. Yeah. Yeah. I came down here with dreadlocks. I came down here with braids. I came down here getting pulled over with all <laughs> kind of different ways, man. I came down here. It's so, I grew up in Memphis. I moved to L.A. I moved to, At, I moved to Michigan. Ended mm-hmm. up moving to Atlanta. My My wife that I met in Michigan, she moved to Nashville, her and her family. That's how I was coming to Nashville. Oh, okay. And that's how I heard country music, like, in a different way that I heard it when I grew up. I started hearing stuff like Zach Brown Band or something like that, like, mm-hmm. the very beginning of that. It wasn't like Achy Breaky Heart. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, it wasn't the stereotype people have of country music. Yeah. I it, feel like it's naturally what I do, so. Yeah. What they what, what they do when I get in a session with people, what they like, it's not, not naturally what I do, so. Right, you're not having to, like, uh, they might like it if I do this. No, you're it's just like, going it's, in with it's your always shit. been like that. And it ends up being some kind of soulful, you know, mix-up of country, R&B. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I grew up, like, on R&B yeah. music, yeah. too, you know, and, and rap. Well, in R&B, country has an R&B element. It just does. Yeah, I mean, a it, lot. It just a does. Lot. When you go write with somebody now, if someone invites you in, like an artist who's working on a record and they kind of want to do your thing, do you go in with stuff already worked out, or do you, or no. you just go in there man, and feel you, the vibe and just yeah, you wouldn't believe Chris, man. Like the thing is, everybody else got something worked out already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. be honest, man, yeah. like, I, I agree with. You. I know what you, yeah. No, nah, it's a great thing because sometimes they got such a brilliant idea, right? And I know. I'm gonna capture it. Right. They bringing it to me because I guess because they need it. They want to get it captured. Mm-hmm. In a certain kind. Well, they of love way. what and you do. Feel, yeah, and they feel like at this moment right now, all of us together can capture this like this. What I have found out is that I can't sleep. But see, this was before I stopped messing with them phones and stuff. So my life was right because I was so focused on my music and stuff, man. Lyrics and lyrics going through my brain, trying not having no money or nothing as far as like. Uh, being a college student or a high school student just thinking how am I going to do something with this and turn this into something that's going to make some money in a world where I'm just one fish out of everybody in the world right so it was real stressful for me and I would just I have lyrics and ideas and stuff constantly going on in my head to the point where I couldn't sleep or nothing and by the time I got so sick and just ending up, man, having like heart monitors on and being all in the hospital and doing too much stuff, I let my whole mind just go and be free. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, I and do. That's how I start. That's how I really start making hits because God gives it to you. Yeah, He does. That's how it works. It, for you me, know, man, for sure. and most writers who get around hits or have been a part of hits know this. 
you just get your antenna tuned in yeah. man you get your coffee yeah, and man. then you get settled in you have a little chit chat and then you just wait to see if something's going to fall out of the sky and then you know be ready to catch it <clears throat> and you know there's there's things that can go wrong but yeah, uh, man, you tell it's, the truth. it's not us but you enjoy yourself that day that's right be with people that you love that and you enjoy love. and and you be blessed when it yeah, when it comes instead it it's really like so that's a real gem you know that you putting up, you letting people know too, man. Because like we could spend ten years, twenty years, thirty years messing around, trying to go right with people and think because this person is like that, man. You gotta have a, the the vibe. It's all about the energy, man. It is because it comes from somewhere else. It surely does. And man. and anybody, like I said, I've seen around this that can be around hit songs or be involved. They know that <clears throat> that they're not doing it they're just channeling it mm-hmm. you know and some people say it's god some people say the universe i don't know really exactly what but i think it's god but uh-huh. it comes from that place and you got to get yourself clear man you got to get yourself um just zen you know out of it i just try to like when i'm in a writing session i just try to remove my ego my just remove <clears throat> myself to where i'm just a uh, invisible invisible vessel you know 100 percent. and and that's what usually that's what usually works i want to talk about one thing because i know you gotta i know you gotta go pretty quick um on the podcast i talk i try to talk with every one i've had on it because i think some of the writers that listen are newer or mm. working from the outside mm-hmm. which you know is tough you know you right. we, i was there you were there yes sir um, I love to talk about, and I think they like to hear about your adversity, your struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, so were there times for you when you thought, oh, "God, I don't, I don't think I can do this," or <clears throat> "This is, yeah. like, why is this so hard?" And still, right now, I don't really advise too many people to go down this road, man, uh, because you really got to be a beast. And then everybody's giving the work to the managers. And God bless the managers, but everybody is for they. Everybody has to pay their bills. Yep. You know. So before, but before you made any money at this, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were. I, I was I know. did a lot of shouting matches, man. Yeah. I had. I shouldn't have did it. I shouldn't have done it like that, man. But put me in sessions like this. It's not gonna be productive. Oh, someone's uh, hooking you up with writing things that weren't working. Yeah. Or way before that, uh, 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 you got me so messed up to think I'll sign a contract like this signing over all of this and that, but people have, thank God that I've just run into people uh, 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 along the way that have been like, told me about publishing, you know, I right. just hear certain things like, hey, just remember, make sure you don't ever sell your post. Right. You know, uh, I remember my friend Andre Miller in Chicago told me that, an old school cat that just, you know, and and certain things, I just, okay, and then I see a contract, like, okay, it's a contract to do a deal, but there's 30% of my publishing there, why you want that? People that do a lot of foul stuff way outside before you even get into the real industry it's it's more it's more crazy on the outside it, it is isn't it it's, yeah. it's way worse on the outside yeah and then when you actually get in when you're actually working with the people you want to work with they tend to be great really nice people who yeah. act who act right you know but mm. on the on the edges yeah right on the edges there's some really bad things i see it all the time man and i would say for all the writers listening um who are just starting out um you get educated about the business there's a lot of information nsai um there's a lot of information get educated about the business because there are some pretty standard tricks these guys will try to pull on you you know and yeah and, and either it you do it or, and it does work and at the end of the day you either do it or you don't 
you know. And you're looking at it like, oh, it's an opportunity, and then it'll go away, and I might not right. have another opportunity. Right. But the truth is, with, the truth is, is you stick to what you do. Yeah. And you continue, and and, and uh, you can't really be scared. That, you know, too much time is gonna go past if if you don't waste time. Well, and if you're doing your thing right, there'll be more opportunity. Yeah, do it right. Don't yeah. waste time. Don't never do music if you don't want to put all your effort into it. Yeah. You got to put all your effort into you it, especially at the beginning. Now, when I'm flying, I'm flying now. So what I do is I take care of my family and my babies and stuff, and I get up and I let God just hit me. Wow. And I fly right in, fly right through that tape machine mm-hmm. and make magic and make paper, you know? Yeah. But if you ain't ready to fly like Seezy, baby, you got to grind like Seezy used to grind. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's true. Because when you grind like that, when you grind, you get good. That's what happens. And you I'm get still grinding, good. Too. You get fucking good at this. And day after day, even when you don't want to go, man, it's like going to the gym. All of a sudden, you're like, damn, I got muscles. Got muscles and like then, a mug. And then when you finally pop through, you can be like, Okay, now let's forget all that. Ain't that the truth? That's the hundred percent. It's syrup. weird, isn't it? That's you just a gotta maker talking to y'all. That's why you gotta Man. forget it all. You gotta learn it. You gotta learn it all, and you gotta take the, take everything. And then when you, like you said, when you break through, you gotta forget it all. Man, that is the truth. Well, that's Chris. what you said. That's what you said. Yeah, but that's what you know too, and everybody don't know it on, on the level that uh, you know. Well, I think I've covered everything I want to cover. Um, I've really enjoyed talking, man. Now, your official artist name, I always know you as Shy, but is it Blake? Blake Shy Carter? How? What's your it's actual- It's Shy Carter. Okay, yeah. I got so many names. Uh, I know. My new name is Sachi Louie. Sachi Louie? What's that mean? You want, me to, you want me to walk y'all out on that? Yeah. He's got this thing on. It's like a scarf. What is this? He's is got this fox fur on Fox. It. Okay. So that's, that's the Louie. Cool. Yeah. Then I got the Versace glasses, and my wife was like, and you got the Sachi's on? I picked up the Louis scarf. You wouldn't believe how much the Louis scarf was. So I said, I got to make this paper back. Yeah. Y'all ain't going to believe this, man. This is Shy Carter on Pitch List. <laughs> Hit bound. Yeah, baby. Oh. <laughs> new name. New name, baby. You know what I'm saying? Is this a new track? Yeah. Sachi Louis. Sachi Louis. They watch me like they watch their kids. Ain't I just a movie? All lies on pimp. They tried to do me, tried to do me in. Sachi Louie gon' win. That my new name, Sachi Louie. Sachi Louie. They watch me like they watch their kids. Ain't I just a movie? All lies on pimp. They tried to do me, tried to do me in. Sachi Louie gon' win. Tell your friends, colorful yellow diamonds. Look like I've been mining. <laughs> Look like I've been minding my own business, staying out of everybody else's shit, just grinding. Take a closer look. I done wrote the book. Make a million dollars, give it to your mama. Before a nigga ever got booked, they shook. Fuck your little show. Can't afford to chill. You can't afford the bills. Steal from a nigga, steal? I give it to you, ho. You think this money is the goat. But the goat staring at you in your motherfucking face, go rope. Nigga choking on some dope. Who it is, nigga? Sachi Louie. Sachi Louie. Chopping screw me, I'm the king of jewelry. Vanilla with the chocolate smoothie. Easy peasy, it's a doozy. Leaving woozy, Honolulu, hallelujah. She was Sachi Louie, Sachi Louie, Sachi Louie. They watch me like they watch their kids. Ain't not just a movie, all lies on pimp. They tried to do me, tried to do me in. Sachi Louie gonna win. That's my new name, Sachi Louie. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Pitch List. And thank you also for all the fantastic five-star reviews left on iTunes. We'll see you next time on Pitch List. Louis Sachi, what is it? Sachi Louis, baby. Sachi Louis. I need to dress better, man. You always dress great. Thanks, homie. I, I dress into- like a country songwriter, just like mom jeans and a t-shirt. Last year, I decided I'm going to dress better. I'm a full-grown man. I'm dressing like <laughs> a damn. I, I did, but I'd show up at ride at a riding appointment, and they'd just be like, "Why? Why are you dressed like that? For real? Yeah. They were trying to clown you. Be like, man, yeah. dress as yeah. I dress, homie. Yeah, that's what I should have said. Did you just come <laughs> back from church or something? What's What are you doing?